Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Now, there's a lot of stuff out there that you can take to feel better, get better workouts. I know a lot of us are, are looking to be extra healthy. And if you found us, you found this podcast, you're probably one of those people. And I want to share this with you. I found an amazing pre-workout supplement that can change your focus, give you more energy, just really change the the mindset of working out. It's called SMB pre-workout. And I've got the guy that formulated it and he's back with us and he's been he's been working out for years and 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 looking at all the formulations of products like this until he nailed it with SMB. Howard Blend is with us. Hi Howard, how are you? Hello, sir. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Yeah, it's good to have you back here with us. And today we're gonna we're gonna narrow in on some of the questions that people ask you a lot of times, and especially from the eyes of of somebody who may even be thinking of starting a supplement company or you know is is going down the same same path that you went down uh and i know you get a lot of questions about supplements in general and we answered some of those previously we might even get back to that today uh what are some of the things howard that uh, people ask you in terms of the business of of supplements yes sir one of the questions is would i have done anything differently if i were starting today, let's say. I actually started the company about three years ago. Would I do anything differently? Uh, first one is I would have started sooner. Uh, when I, I had the first idea for the company in terms of like the oldest memory I have was 2008, and then I procrastinated for another 12, 12 plus years. So I would have started sooner. So if you have the idea, start sooner rather than later. Another one I probably would have done is, uh, or I would have done is niche down more. So when I started, I was kind of like, well, I like to work out. I want to make supplements for people that want to work out. Well, I would advise, my opinion, of niching down more. Do I want to go men who are 30 to 50 or something and work out um, and have kids? Or do they work out at night or something like that? You know, really just narrow down the market. Hmm. Uh, and then as you scale, then you can expand the market to growing business, but niche down. And I guess for third, I would say raise money, which basically market it earlier. And then maybe try to have uh, pre-sales before I even had the product, like see if people wanted to buy it off the concept. And then as soon as I got it, then a lot of it would already be sold and I just ship it out to people. And so it'd be less money that I would have to put forward. And it's, it's a, kind of a proof of concept that people are willing to put money uh, to buy before they even have the product. I like what you said about the uh, all of it, but especially the the niche down because I, I can relate to that. I, I do marketing, and back in the day, I helped launch a energy drink, and I mean, it, now it's super saturated. But even back then, and I'm talking like 2008, nine, it was super saturated back then. And we we did that. We we niched down, but we should have even came um, even even narrower uh, to focus on a, a specific audience. So yeah, there's a there's a lot of uh, a lot of great advice there for sure. Yeah, it's it's, it's one thing as I mentioned. It's, it's one of the things that I did not do enough of. Is again, I was kind of like, well, I like to work out. Maybe make it for people that work out. I guess I'm, you're into marketing. You probably heard it. If you try to market to everybody, you're marketing to nobody. So, um, yeah. Yeah, definitely try to, to narrow down who you're marketing to because that makes your 
your job or just mine and somebody out there wanting to start a company easier because now you know how to tailor your marketing if you know who you're wanting to talk to. How come it took you a while to, to kick things in? It was uh, myself. I had the mindset that it was just excuses, insecurity, whatever you want to call it. It was, oh, this is, I have to wait till things are perfect. Oh, not now. Let me wait. I don't know enough. You know, it, all the common excuses that people can use for a myriad of different things that they want to do. And so eventually I guess got tired of hearing my own no expletive. And, uh, yeah, and that and also the birth of my son. And I remember a little bit before he was getting ready to be born, I was like, I need to do this now because time's going to even be even more limited with him coming into the world. And uh, I need to set forth a good example to him as well. I mean, how am I going to tell him, hey, go out and follow your dreams? And he's like, well, Dad, you didn't do that. And I was like, yeah, no. Well, you know, I, the, the two two things uh, come into play there, uh, fear, fear of failure. We all have it. Hey, listen, I've been sitting on a business idea for mm, what's uh, four years, and I'm, I'm about to finally kick it off maybe next week. <laughs> Not even kidding. And, I, and, and all along, my gut has told me, it's a good idea. Just do it. Others Now others are popping up with the idea, but it doesn't mean that they're doing it the same way. Um, and then the other part is just what you said, life gets in the way. Life gets in the way, you know, you, you, you know, you've got other things that may be more important at that time. So yeah, totally, totally, uh, understandable, you know, everything that you're talking about there. How about some of the other questions that you get, Howard? The second one is similar in the scope, but what would I tell somebody else who wanted to start a self-invent company? So it's similar in a sense that the first one definitely, if I could think of is defining a target market just like I said, like niching down. So I'm not going to go into too much detail about that. But gotcha. the second one would then be to choose the supplement. So I can think of, let's say, let's say you want to target your mark, target market is like pregnant women. I'll just be kind of broad there, pregnant sure. women. Sure. Well, probably not a good idea to make a pre-workout with stimulants for pregnant women. I, I can't think of a doctor who would have, who would say, oh, yeah, it's safe to take a stimulant when you're pregnant. You know? <laughs> exactly. So it's yep. not going to work. So then it may be more apt to make a prenatal vitamin or something like that. That's maybe what you want to go with. And then the third one would be to find a manufacturer. Now, I've been asked that before. I actually had an episode of my podcast about finding manufacturer. But, and I, like I said, I've been asked this before, and I just, I tell people, you have access to the history of human knowledge in the palm of your hand on your phone. You just Google it. Now, there's I, I have a little bit more qualification and stuff that I put into it. So they can ask me. Uh, I'll be happy, you know, off this. I'll be happy to go into detail about that. But, yeah, I just find a manufacturer, just talk to them, and then you they can – manufacturers now even help you make a formula. So you don't even really need to know about the formulations. If you have an idea – and they have people that will say, okay, then you may want to go with this ingredient, this ingredient, this ingredient, and they, may, they build it for you. I didn't. I have my own. But, yeah, they'll almost do everything for you now. So that would be a top three off the top of my head. Yeah, and, and, and great advice, uh, even going back to my experience with the, the energy drink arena. The formulation was important. Finding somebody to do the testing, the flavors, all of that. Um, get a professional. Make sure you consult properly. Uh, yeah, there's there's a, there's a lot involved in that. Um, 
And and I love, you know, the pregnant woman <laughs> needs there. Yeah, it's got to be. And you know what? I think it also has to be something that is marketable. You can say, you can have the best, best laid plans. I'm going to market to, hypothetically here, school teachers and, you know, the, the, whatever it might be. What's the marketing message going to be? It's almost like, let's go to the end first and work our way back. How's that going to look to that demographic? Uh, yeah, there's so much involved in that. Uh, any other thoughts on the on the business end that you might have done differently? Uh, I mean, pretty much what I said in the first one, uh, the first question. Yeah, those are the big three things that I would have I've done differently. Would be to start sooner because time is is the most important thing because that's the uh, what is it a commodity you can't get back once the time's gone, it's gone forever. Uh, yeah. To niche down and uh, yeah, raise money, and so because. Uh, Supplements, I'll tell anybody out there wanting to start a supplement company, they're not cheap. Now, it depends. It can depend depending on your formula that you have or if you're using like a white label product, et cetera. You can lower the price. But as you mentioned, it's saturated. And so products that are, I would say, not as expensive, you know, they may have uh, have very little amounts of the active ingredients. Sure, they can make a lot of money, and there are some that make a lot of money, but they have to spend a lot of money on the marketing from what I've seen in order to get that. So either way, you're going to have to spend a lot of money. So Gotcha. Um, moving forward, what's on your, what's on your, your sites, your target? Uh, is there a demographic that you're maybe thinking of? And if maybe we don't want to give up the secret sauce here of your future plans, but if there's something that you're comfortable sharing in terms of the direction that you might go in, any thoughts there? I'm an open book, so I'd say everything. But um, originally, as I mentioned, my market was like, well, I, I like to work out. I want to make it for people that work out. But it was actually a, a friend of mine. Uh, her name is Harmony Garcia. She calls herself the Bliss Broker. And she's like a, a female uh, coach for like women. And she suggested, well, Howard, your dad, you know, you're going through you know, your responsibilities and still you know, trying to keep healthy and everything and making this stuff. Why don't you market to them? And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. So originally the idea, well, the idea was to market to middle-aged men that are fathers. You know, they have a nine-to-five job, family responsibility, and they're still trying to find time to better themselves in spirit, mind, and body, hence the SMB. And, uh, but actually, that was going to be what I marketed to, but I've actually found that more women have, uh, I guess, resonated with the product. I, I guess maybe it's because of the SMB, the spirit, mind, body. They, women were preferring that kind of message more. Uh, the bottle, I guess they like the bottle. It's kind of like a '70s vibe uh, bottle, oh. the design. Hmm. But um, so then I kind of like thought, well, okay, well that's who I wanted to market to was men. But yet when I actually put it into practice, it seemed to be resonating more with women. Not that men don't like it. I do have men that buy it and they they enjoy it. But it seemed to be more resonating with women. So it's kind of like, huh, maybe put it out there and let the market determine. <laughs> in a sense, but yeah. Uh, I love the retro thing. <laughs> you know, I think that might even resonate. Uh, and you look, look what's look what's big now. Okay, um, New Balance. Okay, sneakers. If you went back five, eight years, people would look at you like you know. Okay, so you were a little athletic, but they just weren't cool to a younger demographic. Now look at a younger demographic. That's huge. Look at Champion sweatshirts. Back then, you know, even five years ago, uh, you'd find them in uh, small stores. Now, 70 bucks for a pair of sweats, 
sweatpants and they're huge. So I think I think you're onto something there with the retro uh, retro idea. I really do. Well, from your lips to God's ears. So yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. What about uh, formulation? If somebody and you know, we're we're kind of talking about the the business of um, supplements and supplement companies in terms of tweaking the formulation. Took you a while. Uh, you were very selective. You don't have a lot, a lot of ingredients, but you do have key ingredients. What are your thoughts on that? Somebody thinking about starting a company, and I'm sure they can can consult with you as well. Um, but what do, what are your thoughts are in terms of the formulation? How to p- proceed with that? It would first come down thinking about it to what are your goals with the product. So if you're if you're going after a market, we'll go back to. The marketing, like who your target market is. If your target market is like power lifters, hardcore bodybuilders, probably going to want more stimulants in it. So then that's probably what you should be looking at then is maybe using a higher amount of caffeine um, and, and other synthetic stimulants that are, inva- are available in terms of supplements. If you're going after somebody, if your target market, I think I mentioned it earlier, was like people work out at night. Most people working at night, unless they're unless they're going getting ready to go to work, like a night shift or something like that. Most people want to avoid stimulants at night, so then you may want to look for using less stimulants or stimulant free, which then you would focus more on making ingredients for like enhancing pump or enhancing focus, like a nootropic, but it's not stimulant. Gotcha, and that was something um, a couple of times that we talked. You have a stimulant in there, caffeine, but you also have something that blends with it to to prevent you from getting the you know the super jolt. Because uh, I don't do caffeine, I don't. I shy away from it. Uh, I it just it it's it just it goes bad for me, <laughs> so I don't do it. But you know, sure. blending it with another ingredient um, definitely makes the difference uh, in t- in terms of that formulation. What were, you, what were you thinking in, in putting that all together, you know, as you went along the way? Because you didn't just pull a trigger on that. You took time, you know, to consider everything. Yeah, there were, I think, in total with the manufacturer, there was about three or four different iterations of it uh, where I actually had, I think off the top of my head, because I'm trying to remember back, I think I had a couple of ingredients that were in there that are not in there anymore. I decided to remove those. But the idea behind it is I wanted to hit on the concept of the spirit, mind, body. So you have a couple of ingredients. You mentioned the caffeine, which is a stimulant, but then there's also L-theanine, which you talked about. That kind of helps to – the goal of it was to, to help try to prevent, like, the caffeine crash or people getting jitters where they get anxious uh, from the caffeine. So that focus is kind of more on the spirit part of it, energy, et cetera. And then you have body, which is L-citrulline, which can help with – Pumps, we talked about that previously with nitric nitric oxide in terms of helping men with, you, you know what I mean? Like, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, that and then also betaine, which betaine has health aspects too, but it also, it helps with hydrating cells, which is, I put that in there for pump, but again, it also has other uses as well. And then... Uh, that focuses on the body and then the mind. You, we have what's called alpha GPC. That's the short for, form for it. That can help with focus, attention, and then L-tyrosine, which is our, used by our body ultimately to make um, dopamine, which you know people all want the, the dopamine hit, like the feel good and everything. So that was kind of the, the 
the idea behind the formulation of the product was kind of to hit all three. I wanted to get three aspects of it, spirit, mind, body. What's the difference between men and women? Or is there one when it comes to supplements? The only thing I would, I would say first would be, depending on the woman and the man, would be dosage. Hmm. Because, you know, for the most part, men are bigger and have more muscle than women. So women are, like if you t- look at like alcohol, you know, women usually can drink l- much less alcohol. Now, I've, I've known women who can drink me under the table. <laughs> sure. You know, for the most part, they're going to need less of the active ingredients, a lower dosage than men. Yeah, there's there's outliers. There's women that have faster metabolisms. They due to genetics. You talked about how you were you didn't tolerate caffeine that well. Yeah, there's some people that are very slow metabolizers of caffeine. There's other people that they metabolize it really fast. It's all genetics. So it's just generalization. That's the first thing that comes to mind. It's just the difference in dosage. Interesting. Okay, so really the, the formulation would be the same. It's really just how much. That's it. Yeah, I, I tell people when they, if they want to use it and they have a question, I say, please start with the half a scoop just to test your tolerance. Hmm. And I say, but if you're used to taking pre-workout and you've done it before, then yeah, go ahead and take a full scoop. Some people take two scoops. And that's ultimately the design as well is, is if you want like the lower you know, amount of caffeine, 150, 150 milligrams, than one scoop, but if you one of the people that require more, then you can take two scoops, and then you're getting more of the active ingredients, but you're not getting so much that you're getting a diminishing return. Like it, It's formulated in a way that if you take two scoops, you're still getting a, a beneficial amount of the ingredients. What's the downside? And there's a downside potentially to everything. Example, I'm having coffee. I have decaf. Uh, sometimes I have some back in the day ulcer issues with my stomach and every once in a while it kind of, eh, it's a little funky, you know, but it's all right. But you know, okay. So I got to, I got to wean off coffee, maybe a couple of days, whatever. Um, what can be the downside to taking supplements? Is it, you could get a, you know, you could get jacked up from caffeine. You could get a certain feeling or what, whatever it might be. Um, yeah, I'm not speaking negatively about them. I'm just saying what, what could you possibly feel that maybe you weren't expecting? Well, supplements in general, uh, I say a downside is people taking it without consulting their doctor. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, and they, so I'm in business. I'm here because you know, I'm promoting the business. The supplement industry is a business. So they, there's a lot of money put into marketing and then to market to people that, hey, take this supplement and it will solve your problems. I don't do that, but there are companies that do that. Okay, sure. As long as it's legal, whatever, it's, they're, they're trying to make money. But people will take that without consulting their doctor, even though they may have a medical condition where that supplement can cause them harm. Or you mentioned caffeine. On most bottles, I would say for legal purposes, even on S&B pre-workout, it's just like don't take more than one serving a day for legal purposes. But somebody may say, oh, it's the idea. Well, one scoop is good, two, three, four, five, or even better. Hmm. Well, then you can overdose on caffeine and then it can kill you. So it would be just, I would say a downside is people not taking the, res- the responsibility of asking their medical provider to make sure that it's proper for them. Got it. Okay. Interesting. And I think a lot of us 
may look at it as, well, you know, it's not medicine. What do I have to ask a doctor? I got to get them on the phone or I have to go, you know, pay, pay a visit and then there's co-pay that goes along with that. But um, what you're saying is interesting that it's something that we definitely need to be mindful of. Yeah. A part of it, I think, and this is just me thinking off the top of my head on it, is that maybe people think of supplements as food because you get it from like the grocery store mm. and you don't think really twice about eating you know, a whole bag of chips or something, even though that's not really that great for you, but you eat a whole bag of chips and think, well, I'm buying it from the store. It's a supplement. Okay, let me, you know, it, I'll just take these pills without knowing the potential side effects of it. And we wouldn't because everybody has different side effects and you may be on some meds or even some other supplements or herbal remedies that I'm not going to say conflict, but could give you a certain side effect uh, that might not, you know, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt you, but it might not be what you expected. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's even more like, go talk to your doctor. <laughs> that's why I say it so often on here and other, other shows, et cetera. And on my show, it's like, please, this is not medical advice. Please talk to a medical professional because yeah, it can, um, you know, I've seen people that had to go to ER and stuff like that because they've used supplements improperly. Exactly. Oh, really? Okay. Wow. I, um, I wasn't aware of that. And what, what did happen? And by the way, that could happen with just about anything. Um, what, what was the, what was the situation that you're aware of? They took too much, uh, pre-workout and it was too much caffeine. And, uh, so you get heart palpitation and they feel like they're going to faint and everything because it speeds the body up and then it's like, what's going on here? So, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, you, you can't, I believe in the United States, you, we can't buy caffeine like powder. You can't go and buy like caffeine powder. You have to be like a registered manufacturer, pharmaceutical company to get, now you can go buy caffeine pills, like little tablets or whatever, and then get that for the caffeine, but you can't go buy like powdered caffeine from my knowledge. You have to go through many because you're talking milligrams of caffeine. Not grams, milligrams. And if, if you were using a scale and it's calibrated wrong and it's measuring grams instead of milligrams or something like that, yeah, that's, that's deadly. Wow. I never, Howard, I never thought of that. <laughs> I, even going into a store and buying, hey, I want to buy some caffeine today, never even thought of that. So it's treated as if it is a drug, but you can walk into a convenience store and buy a drink, and it's loaded with caffeine. How how odd is that, right? Well, it, yeah. In fact, it is a drug. So, um, yeah, and, it, and that's there's arguments for and against. Uh, I don't I don't know the laws and everything in different countries, but I I think I've heard before that in different countries there's a limit to how much caffeine you can have in a product. Um, I know, I know of pre workouts that have. You know, oh, well over 500 plus milligrams of caffeine in it. And that's a lot, you know, a lot of caffeine. But there's, they made it, as we talked about before, for a particular market, and that's what they're going after. And some people, they can handle 500 plus milligrams of caffeine. It doesn't bother them. You know, so it goes back to what you said. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. I got, I got a friend. I, he's got, he's, yeah, he's my best friend. He's got some health problems, hypertension, um, high blood pressure, and some other things. And he sucks energy drinks down with no problem. He's a bigger guy, but he, he's like, hey, you got to try this. It's great. It doesn't give you shakes. It's great. And I'm like, dude, no. 
<laughs> not for me, but his body chemistry is different and it works for him. He's an EMT also, so he's well aware of his body and and what compounds and how they react. Um, but it works for him and his job, you know, to take an energy drink, certain ones. Um, but uh, yeah, like we said, everybody is different. Uh, best way to find you, Howard, and and that's not just for the SMB, if they want to buy that, but also maybe if they want to reach out to you and, uh, you know, even on a, even on a consulting level, uh, maybe somebody's thinking about starting a, a supplement company. What's, what's the best website, best way to reach you? Yeah, website would be SMB, like spirit, mind, body, smbnutrition.com. My email is Howard at Howard's Blend. So it's my first name with an S, Blend, Howard at Howard'sBlend.com. Also, Instagram, I'm on there often. It's Howard's Blend, same TikTok, Howard's Blend, and I think it's just Howard Blend on YouTube. But Instagram's always the best way to reach me. I'll, I'll reply to direct messages, et cetera. Cool. And uh, yeah, final thought, uh, before we got on here today, after talking with you quite a few times, I made the connection on the blend and I wondered if that's really your last name and it is how cool <laughs> it's like yeah. some things in life are, are meant to be and you've got a great blend in SMB. Thank you so much for being here today and uh, looking forward next time we get a chance to get together and talk about supplements. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world. This is the Podcast Business News Network. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I liked things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. So I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I'd do the same things over and over. Until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.